Welcome to the Rankin Baptist Church Podcast. Please note that all or some of this podcast may have been recorded during our live physical services at Rankin Baptist Church. Therefore, sound quality may be affected in some areas. We hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, good morning, church. And as everyone has said, welcome to another year at RBC. I'm pretty sure I can speak on behalf of all of us when I say that we're praying that this will be a better year. Okay, now can you hear me? Channel 5. Okay, there we go. Cool, thank you. All right, so we're finally in 2022. And we know that the 20s definitely starts off with a bang with 2020. (laughs) That's one way to put it. 2020 was a fun year to say the least. It was definitely a year I don't think any of us really expected. But all of us said when 2021 came around that it was going to be our year. It was going to be the year that we recover from 2020. It's going to be the year that things changed because 2020 was so dreadful. Then 2021 arrived and landed up being 2020 version 1 instead. (laughs) So we went through 2021 as well. And now everything that I've seen online, people are just really praying and hoping that 2020 isn't 2020 number two, because otherwise we're in for another fun year ahead. So please let me not hear anyone in the sermons or service say that this is going to be your year, because 2022 might hear you and just want to prove you wrong. (laughs) Luckily, we have God on our side, so we don't have to stress about 2022, because we know it is going to be a good year. Now, starting off the year, many of us are very relaxed. If we haven't been working, some of us have had the privilege of being on leave. We're very relaxed because we've been sitting at home doing nothing. Some of us have still been working, but we have had a little bit of time off. So we've been able to do the things that we want to do, rather than all the things that work wants us to do. Then, of course, there's some of us who are tired, more now so than when we went on leave, because we did spend the whole of December doing everything that we were supposed to do during 2021, but just didn't get time to do. So instead, we were playing catch-up in December. And then, if you're like me, you spent Christmas Day eating your body weight, so you're still recovering from that. But one thing, uh, last night I was looking through my news feeds on all the social media, and you lot might have seen it as well. One thing that a lot of people are saying, and it's something that repeats every single year, and we've seen it all before, is that it's a new year, so it's going to be a new me. And everything's going to change. Okay, of course, the people who love this theory the most, let's be honest, are the gyms. Because, and I'm not going to give you the statistics, because they'll make all of us, including me, who are guilty of it, feel bad. So I'm not going to give you the statistics of it. But let's be honest, the gyms are the biggest benefactors of the new year. Because one of the biggest things on everyone's list is, I'm going to get more fit this year. I'm going to start running. Not just to the fridge, I'm going to run in general. So, of course, everyone signs up. And they try and get fit. But of course, there's other people, and we've all, I'm sure, done this as well. We say, okay, we're going to set other things as well. We're going to try and eat better. We're going to watch less TV. Spend less time on our phone and get it off of our hand for a change. Or we're going to read our Bible more. We're going to work less and spend more time with family. We're going to make sure we're at church every single Sunday. Or we're going to start serving in church. We have this long list of things that we want to do in the new year with the new me, with the new us. It's such a repetitive thing every single year that we literally even have a name for it. And we call it a resolution. All of us, ooh, what's your new year's resolution? We talk about it and we share it with one another. 
And then the first time we see each other in the new year, we run up to one another and go, what's your resolution for the year? What's your resolution? What are you hoping to change? What are you hoping to improve on in the new year? And let's be honest, it's great. Because we should constantly be changing and should constantly be trying to improve in a new year. But the thing is, we always say that this new year has given us a fresh start and a clean slate. And that's why we're now going to do these resolutions. That's why we're going to start them on the, 30, on the 1st of Jan and in the new year we'll manage to get them right. So we'll stop smoking or we'll start going to gym regularly or we'll do whatever we want to do. The sad part is, studies have shown that 80% of people who set New Year's resolutions don't get to actually completing them. The saddest part is, most people don't even make it past February. <laughs> so like, yes, New Year knew me, but only for a month. And then after that, it's, okay, I'm tired of that now. So then what's the point of re resolutions? Because all that happens is it becomes a case of New Year, but same old me. It's because when we make our resolutions, we're in that holiday season, that festive season. So yes, we may have only had a few days of work, but we do usually get a few days of work. So we're a little bit more relaxed, and we're a little bit more at ease with everything, because you know, Christmas has come, and we got cool presents, and you know, we ate an entire turkey, which set a new world record by ourselves. So during this time, we see everything through these rose-colored glasses that makes everything look bright and shiny and achievable and happy. So we believe that with a bit of hard work, no matter what resolution we set, we will be able to achieve it. Now, if I want to build an entire new house, brick by brick, I will manage it. Even if I have no experience building, I'll just YouTube. We think we can do anything in the new year. And we have the best of intentions in doing that. When we come up with our resolutions, we're really excited about them. We're really excited to get to gym and to start running and to start doing this and watching less TV and reading more. We want to do it. But then life continues as normal and our schedules get back to the way they were. And they start to fill up and we go back to work and then the stress of work starts. And then everything else in the year happens and the petrol price goes up and then this happens and that happens. And before we know it, we've settled back into where we were the year before. And those rose-colored glasses have faded little by little by little until we're exactly back to the year we were, to us that we were the year before. And usually the year before that. And in some cases the year before that. And even, and I can go on until you're a baby again. And it's obvious that this can cause us to become disheartened. I mean, no one likes to set goals and then achieve nothing because it does make you want to then just give up because if you don't reach the goals then what's the point so oftentimes we decide okay well then what's the point and we become a boat instead we go we'll just take it as it comes as the wave comes we'll navigate and we'll carry on with life and that will be our year we'll just take it as it comes because we're easy like that we like to pass it off like that we're easy like i can deal with anything because i'm a boat and we like to think of our lives like that. So we land up eating junk food again, or watching more TV, or getting home from work and the only exercise we have is moving between the couch and the fridge. And then we go to bed at two in the morning because we're sitting on our phones. And then we sit on our phones rather than read the Bible. And then we get to the point where oh, I was up until three in the morning last night on Facebook. So do I really have to wake up early to go to church? 
I'll skip one week, it's not that bad. It's really not going to be that big an issue if I miss one week and then suddenly we're a year backwards. Now, most of us would be able to guess the reasons why most of these things fail. Because there's two main reasons. The first is the quickest and most obvious answer. And that's because when we set all these resolutions, generally we don't include God in them. It's the things that we want to do. It's the things that we want to improve on. I want to get fitter, so I'm going to go to gym. I want to read my Bible, and even though it's got to do with God, I'm not going to include God in it. I'm just going to decide when I want to read my Bible more. Literally, even with the things that relate to God, we're like, okay, God, you keep your hands off because I got this. It's my resolution. I'm going to get it done. So we get caught up in doing all these things and we want to do them. And like with going to the gym, we start running at everything. But let's be honest, all of us can only run to a certain point before we get tired. For me, it's the end of the pew. For others, it may be out the door. <laughs> right. But we all get to a point where we get tired from running. And that's what happens with our resolutions. We run with our resolutions all on our own. We're like, we got this. And then we get tired of running. And so eventually our resolutions become things that we forgot about or things that we start planning for the next new year. Because that way we already have our resolutions planned so we're actually ahead of the game. Even though we haven't started anything. But the biggest reason that the new year, new me idea doesn't work for us Christians is one that we should all know. And that's because we're already new. We just sometimes forget to recognize it. So instead it becomes the new year Old year, sorry, but the new me. Because 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says that this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. You see, because when we give our lives to Christ, we become a new person. But it's not through our own power. It's not us resolving to be a new person. It's something that God does. It's Him that helps us to transition and move from that old person to the new person. Even though for some of us that may have happened many old years ago. We were still made new. But the problem is sometimes we forget that. We're so focused on the world view of it's a new year so we have to be a new me. That we forget that we're already a new me. Why do we need to be a new me? Some of us literally spend our times trying to become a new new me. And then the next year we try to become a new, new, new me. And then the next year we're a new, 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 new me. Some of us are so new that I think we're actually going to forget how new we actually are. Because we're going to lose track of how many times we've been made new. So what should we be aiming for instead? We should be aiming for it's a new year, but it's the same old me with a few minor improvements. Just a few. See, each year we shouldn't be trying to become an entirely new person, but instead we should be trying to improve ourselves, which is the idea behind the whole new year, new year, new me thing, but that one doesn't quite get it, because we're already new. So we just need to improve. And how do we improve? We need to ask God to reveal things to us that we need to change to become more like Christ, which is how we're going to improve. And we should also ask God to help us improve the things we've identified that we need to work on. We should be relying on God to help us make these changes the same way we relied on Him the first time we became new and we gave our lives to Him. Because if we could do it then, why can't He do it now? Just because it's a new year. 
Romans 12 verse 2, which many of us are familiar with, says we should, not, we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But the God's Word version says it even better. And it says, don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Then you will always be able to determine what God really wants, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. Because when we were saved, we became new. But after we're saved, it becomes an ongoing work of not becoming like the world or thinking the way the world thinks. Because it's very easy to get sucked into the world. What with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TV and everything else. It's very easy to get sucked back in by the world. So it's an ongoing job for us to make sure that we don't think the way that the world does. Now it sounds very simple. <laughs> okay, don't think the way they do. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> I'm in church. It's very easy for me. But it's a lot easier said than done. So how, how do we make sure we don't do that? There's three ways. The first is we need to change the way that we think about a new year. The world says that a new year is a new start. Not just on the calendar, it's a whole new start. Everything is new and fresh and you give, get given a clean slate and you can do what you want to do. You can set your own resolutions and you can decide how you want the year to go. The world's very big on that. It says you're in control of your year. 2020 showed them up on that, but let's gloss over that because they tend to just ignore that and go, no, we were still in control. We were still fully in control. But the problem is believing that and believing the worldview that a new year is a fresh start fools us into believing that all the problems we had the year before are magically gone. That at the strike of midnight, Everything that we were battling with in 2021 is suddenly gone and in 2022 it won't be an issue anymore. And that we can move forward into the new year with a fresh start and none of the baggage of the year before or the year before or the year before. So we can pretty much do what we want as long as it's before midnight on the end, at the end of December. Okay, then you're good. The reality is, as we all know, a new year is not a fresh start. It's just the moving on of time and it's a new calendar. So you have to go get a new one of that every year and a new diary. The fresh start that the world promises only comes when we give our lives to Christ. That's the only way we as humans can get a fresh start. Because nothing we do on our own is going to give us a fresh start. But the thing with the world's theory, if we believe that a new year ushers in a fresh start, is that our problems will be even more sour when we realize they're in that new year with us. Because they are going to be in the new year with us. You can be guaranteed of that. Because we're going to go into the new year and go, oh, fresh start. Then we're going to see our problems and we're like, what are you doing here? You, you're supposed to be there. We're on a new calendar. Didn't you get the schedule? Why are you here? And it's going to be even worse. It's going to be like when I go home from work and I expect my mother-in-law to not be at my house. And then suddenly, there she is. It makes it worse because I was expecting something to not be there, to not have to deal with it anymore. Yet there it is, sitting on my couch and eating my food. <laughs> or in the new year with you, when it wasn't supposed to be there. So we need to change the way we think about what a new year is. The second thing is we need to change how we choose what we want to improve on in the new calendar year. Not the new year, the new calendar year. Romans says that if we stop thinking like the world, We'll be able to determine what we should change to make our lives more pleasing to our Father in Heaven. Now, rather than settling for the generic, I want to go to gym more, I want to read my Bible more, all the things that all of us have had on our list before, 
We should spend time seeking answers from God about what He wants us to improve on. What He wants us to change. We should be receptive to what He thinks we should change. Even if sometimes we're not going to like the answer. Because let's be honest, sometimes we don't. Psalm 139 verse 23 to 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. As the psalmist says, we should allow God to search us and to reveal things to us that we may need to change. That includes any sins that we might not even see as sin anymore because it's become so normal for us because we just keep doing it. It includes any habits that we have now that if we were really new in Christ, we probably shouldn't have those habits anymore. And yet because it's a habit, we don't realize it. It even includes the relationships that we're in. Because are we in a relationship that God has been telling us continuously that we shouldn't be in? And we're just ignoring Him because we're having the time of our lives? So we need to be receptive to all those things. We need to give God a free platform to point these things out. And at the start of a new year, and sometimes in the middle of the year, the best time to do that is through prayer and fasting. And we have prayer and fasting coming up. I'm not doing advertising for the church. I'm just saying, more info at rbapchurch.org. Okay, during this time, we restrict our body. And we restrict the thoughts that the world can place in our body. And we focus on hearing from God. And hearing what God wants us to do. And hearing what God is telling us to do for the new year. We spend time strengthening our relationship with Him. And hearing from Him for His direction and leading for our lives for the year. Instead of trying to come up with our own plan, sitting there with a board and writing, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Prayer and fasting allows us to ignore all of that and focus instead on only what God wants us to do. We give Him the opportunity to, to search us and then to speak to us and reveal the things to us, which generally during the rest of the year, because we do prayer and fasting at the start of the year, we might not do, because we might not set aside that time to do it. And besides which, even the world says at the start of the year is the best time. I mean, you could actually start going to gym in July, but you leave it until the 1st of January. So everything's apparently better at the start of the year. So then why not start off with prayer and fasting? Why not start off strengthening your relationship with God and letting Him tell you what improvements you need to make in the year? And then when you're done with that, and after God has shown you what, needs, what He wants you to change or what needs to change, then you can look at the things that you want to change. And you can see if they fit in with what God wants you to change. So, if you want to go to the gym more, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, what's wrong with someone becoming healthier or becoming fitter? But, if it conflicts with what God wants you to do, then you need to take a look at it. Because we need to arrange the things that we want as secondary to what God wants. So, if God says to you during your time of prayer and fasting that you need to spend more time in ministry and in service in His kingdom, and you want to go to gym, but you're not going to be able to get to gym if you're serving in ministry because the worship practice is until 7 o'clock, for instance. What are you going to choose? The thing you really want to do, want to do or the thing that God, God is telling you to do? You need to take the priority to what God is telling you to do. And you also need to investigate the motives of why you want to do the things that you want to do. 
Because do you want to go to the gym just to get more fit? Or do you want to go to the gym to get all the muscles that you can post on Instagram? See, there's a difference. Now, God's motives are genuinely more pure than ours. So we do need to make sure that we put our things secondary to what God has. But we need to give him the control to show us what we need to change. And then the third and last thing is we need to change who we are relying on to make these changes and to bring these resolutions to completion. Because, like I said earlier, we always trust ourselves to do it. And we put it all on ourselves. We need to run with the resolutions and we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to get this done and we need to carry this and we need to do this. But we get tired. And eventually we're like, okay, whatever. But we need to trust God to help us bring out these changes because He's the one who can do it. And we need to ask God to help us in committing to making these changes. And when we're out of energy, to give us more energy and to carry it through. Philippians 1 verse 6 says that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So why would God make you new when you give your life to him? Only to let you decay. And then only to let you get to the point where every single year you need to work on becoming new again. He's not going to do that. God doesn't make things new just for the sake of making them new and then he leaves them and he sets them free into the wild and goes, have fun, go and do what you want to do. It's not the case of God. So then why do we act like it is? Why do we let God make us new and then go, okay, cool, thanks for your help, okay, bye. And then we go on our own way. And we're like, okay, well, we don't need you anymore. We should know that we need God's help to do anything in our lives. And we should be relying on He wants us to rely on Him. Unfortunately, many of us are like teenagers, and we all know how that stuff works, that we seldom want help, okay? Because I'm going to show you I can do this on my own. I got this. Yeah, I don't need anyone's help. I don't need you to tell me how. I, I have YouTube and I have myself. Okay? I'm set. You can't tell me anything. Okay? A lot of the parents here are laughing. Okay? You probably know. You go to a kid, do you need help with this homework? Oh, please, was this even around when you were in school? Go away. I can do it. Just leave me with my YouTube and my internet connection and I got this. We don't want the help. But we need to stop being a one-man show when we're in a relationship with God. We need to do what it says in Colossians 3 verse 2 and think about the things of heaven, not the things of, on earth. We need to have our thoughts aligned with God and be relying on God to get those thoughts into practice. The thoughts that He wants us to have. Regardless of how small or insignificant we think the thought is. It may be a very small resolution. You may want to wake up half an hour earlier every day. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. Maybe it's go jogging. I don't know. But you may want to do that. And it's something small and insignificant. But I can tell you now, I've tried that. It doesn't work because your alarm goes off and eventually you just throw your phone somewhere in the neither and you're like, okay, carry on. But if you rely on God in every single thing, you have a better chance of doing it. It may be the only way that we may actually get to complete a resolution to the point where it's done and we can say we've resolved this and we've actually made the change and it's stuck. It didn't make it to February or it didn't make it to June or it didn't make it to November and then we decided we'd give up because then we only have a month's break and we can start again in January. We actually stuck to it continuously. Okay, which thing you guys can come up for something else Thank you. <laughs> So this year, as we head back to our busy schedules and back to life as we know it, let's drop the whole new year, new me idea. 
Because let's be honest, it doesn't work. Let's stop pretending that every struggle that we had in 2021 is suddenly magically going to be erased in 2022 and that we won't have to deal with it anymore. Let's stop thinking that we're in control of the year ahead of us, as the world likes to say, because let's be honest, we're not. And if 2020 didn't teach us that yet, then I think that's going to be a very hard lesson for us to actually learn. Instead, let's start embracing the new year, the old new me. Let's start embracing the fact that we already knew. We've been given a new slate. And that slate was so spotless and clean when we got it that we will never need another one. Instead, we just need to work on improving ourselves. And the only way we can do that is by paying attention to what God wants us to improve on and relying on Him to help bring those changes into practice in the new year. Rather than going, it's a new year, it's a new me. And we're going to do it all on our own. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that you have already made us new and that no matter what the world view is, Lord, no matter how many times the world says, we can make ourselves new. We can reset this. We can start off fresh, Lord. We know it's only you that brings about a fresh slate, Father. It's only you that brings about a new life for us. No matter what the calendar's on, Father, we know that we can rely on you to bring about changes in us, Lord, because we all know that there are things that you want us to change to be more like you. And we pray that as we go into this year, Father, it won't be a case of us thinking about what we want to change and how we're going to do it in our own strength. But instead, Lord, that we'll be focused on thinking about what you want us to change and listening to you for what it is that you want us to work on. And Lord, further than that, that we will rely on you, that we'll put our thoughts on you and that everything we do will be in line with what you want us to be doing. We pray that even as um, things come back from last year, Lord, that you'll give us the strength to overcome them, that we won't be surprised that they're in the new year with us because we know that a new year doesn't mean that all our problems go away. But we know that, Lord, you are able to give us the ability to overcome those problems, no matter how big or small they may seem. And we just thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to this, Lord, that you are faithful no matter what year we're in, that you will stand by your promises to be with us and that you will stand by your promises, Lord, to help us overcome the things of this life. We pray this in all in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to share it with people you feel may be encouraged by it as well. Also remember, for more resources, to watch our video sermons, or to find out more about Ramsey Baptist Church, visit us online at www.rbaptchurch.org.